Mr. President, I feel compelled to address head-on, I mean head-on, the news stories in recent weeks that have pointed out the shocking discovery, yes, shocking discovery that I am growing older. Did you get that? It's a shocking discovery that I am growing older. And with that opening, Senator Robert Byrd addressed the U.S. Senate, June 28, 2007. Thus began one of the most notable speeches given in the Senate in modern times about age, and still today, a textbook example of how a politician might handle the age issue. For this episode of C-SPAN's The Weekly, we're doing something different. We won't play many clips. We'll play one clip, one speech. With abundant conversation these days about the advanced age of politicians on both sides, we're going to remember one specific speech made by one specific politician who addressed the age issue directly. In this podcast, you'll hear everything Senator Byrd said next. First, let's quickly set the scene. When Democratic West Virginia Senator Robert Byrd made his age speech in 2007, a couple things were in the mix. He was 89 years old. The year before the speech, he became the longest-serving senator. Six months before the speech, he became Senate President pro tempore, the fourth time he held that position. And one week before the speech, on June 21, 2007, Senator Byrd cast his 18,000th vote, the most of any senator in history. Now, let's get right to the speech. It was 14 minutes, and we're going to hear all the rest of it right now, with no interruption. I find it no surprise... But then I have had some time to become accustomed to the increasing distance between the year of my birth and the current date. I may not like it, but as Maurice Chevalier put it, old age isn't so bad when you consider the alternative. A recent Associated Press story ran in West Virginia's Charleston Daily Mail. The headline read, Dramatic change in signatures shows that age is catching up with Senator Byrd. The newspaper offered as proof the signatures on my Senate financial disclosure forms from last year and this year. And it is true that this year's signature looks like I signed it in a moving car. Some days, the benign essential tremor that I have had for years now is worse than on other days, just as it is for the approximately five million other people in the United States who suffer from similar tremors. It is annoying, but it is hardly evidence that I am at death's door, nor should it come as a surprise that I use canes to help me get around, or that I am not always as fast as I once was. I am not aware of any requirement for physical dexterity in order to hold the office of U.S. Senator. 
The often grueling hours that work in the Senate requires are tough on far younger senators, and I am no longer one of the younger senators, but to wear it in print. Maybe I have order. Senators should take conversations out of the hall. All conversations, please, be taken out of the hall. The senator from West Virginia. Did I have missed one vote this year? Really? Out of more than 18,000 votes in my career, to miss one vote or two votes every now and then is surely excusable. Even old people can be allowed a sick day or two now and then, can't they? That is really the crux of the matter here. In this internet-savvy, media-infused culture, we have forgotten that people do get older. Even, dare I say it, old. Old. Television is fully, full of pretty young people. The few white-haired heads that one sees on television are made up and glamorous. Off camera, though, most bear little resemblance to their TV persona. In a culture of Botox, wrinkled cream, and hair dye, we cannot imagine that becoming older is a good thing, an experience to look forward to, a state worthy of respect. If I were 50 years old and used canes due to some injury or had a disease-related tremor, the news stories would be about my carrying on despite my adversities. But my only adversity is age, age. In real life, the lucky ones among us do get old. We move down the steep, steep slope to the far right of the bell curve of age. The really lucky ones, and I almost count myself among them, get to be aged into the 90s or even older. A distinction that I like to think is naturally paired with the wisdom born of experience. We do get white hair, yes. And we do get wrinkles. And we move more slowly. We worry about falling down because we don't bounce up the way we used to. Our brains are still sharp, but our tongues are slower. We have learned sometimes the hard way that to think before we speak. I hope, however, that what we have to say is worth the wait. Many good things are worth the wait.
Grandma Moses did not take up painting until the age of 75. She painted some 1,600 paintings, 250 of which she painted after her 100th birthday. Michelangelo is still working on frescoes and sculptures when he died at the age of 96. Age is no barrier to accomplishment when the spirit and the mind are willing the creative juices continue to flow. I like to think that I still have a few things left on my to-do list. I also like to think that someday our rapidly aging society will get over its fear and its denial of aging. We had better get over it quickly because Demographics tell us that our seniors' population is rapidly growing. Mr. President, if my colleagues still show deference to me, as the news articles reported, I hope it is due to my experience. My position as chairman of the Appropriations Committee and my ability as a senator if they're patient with me as I turn the page, I hope that that is an example of the golden rule. They show patience with my minor adversities of age as they hope that someday others will show for them. After all, the Senate is not exactly full of, of spring chickens. You better believe it. It's not supposed to be. The Senate was designed to give age and experience a chance to flourish. And the rules give slower speakers. The rules give slower speakers a chance to be heard. 5% of senators date from the roaring 1920s. All of them served in World War II. The Senate will truly lose a great generation when they decide if ever, if ever, to retire. Almost a quarter of senators date from the 1930s including many seasoned committee chairmen and ranking members. I'm sure that my younger colleagues on the Appropriations Committee appreciate the opportunity to play a larger role as appropriations bills move through the Senate, as the recent articles reported. As I have gotten older, I have learned to have great trust and great respect in my colleagues, many of whom I've worked with for many years. Why is that decried as a bad thing?
Why shouldn't these fine senators now in the 50s through their 80s get to spread their wings while the old wise bird watches? Abraham Lincoln once rightly observed that in the end, it's not the years of your life that count. It's the life in your years that count. My only adversity, my only adversity is age. It is not a bar to my usefulness as a senator. I still look out for West Virginia. I still zealously guard the welfare of this nation and its constitution. And I still work every day to move the business of this nation forward, to end this reckless adventure in Iraq, and to protect, to preserve, and to defend the Constitution of the United States against all those who would reshape it to suit partisan agenda. I will continue to do this work until this old body just gives out and drops. Don't expect that to be anytime soon. I believe that all ages and all occupations should be part of a truly representative body. I also believe that society works best when the energy and idealism of youth, youth, youth pairs with the experience and wisdom of age. America is the land of opportunities. I don't think that our some 36 million citizens over the age of 65 are disqualified from participating in the life of the country that we, we help to build. Our country rejected those kinds of arbitrary barriers long ago. And this senator loudly and proudly rejects them now. And that's how Senator Robert Byrd ended that speech. And a historical note, Senator Byrd delivered that speech in 2007 on June 28th. He died in office in 2010 on June 28th. And now a bonus clip. Robert Byrd's final speech in the U.S. Senate came two years after those famous remarks about his age. It was November 18, 2009. His fellow senators took turns saluting him for becoming the longest-serving member of Congress, having served in the House beginning in 1953 and in the Senate in 1958. I've had the privilege not only to witness, <clears throat> but also to participate in the great panorama of history. From the apex of the Cold War to the collapse, the collapse of the Soviet Union. From my opposition to the 1964 Civil Rights Act 
to my part in securing the funds for the building of the memorial to Martin Luther King, from my support for the war in Vietnam, to my opposition to President George W. Bush's war with Iraq, I have served with so many fine senators in the Congress, and I've loved every precious minute of it. And those were the final words Senator Byrd ever spoke in the Senate. And one postscript, in June 2013, Senator Byrd's record for being the longest-serving member of Congress was broken by another Democrat, Michigan Congressman John Dingell, at the age of 86. And you'll hear him next week. That's it for this episode of C-SPAN's The Weekly. Want to hear other politicians address the age issue and even joke about it? Start with the C-SPAN video library. Just go to cspan.org and use the search bar on top. For now, thanks for listening and happy searching. <laughs>